0: Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Clive Urquhart. Father, we lift our nation before you right now. Father, it's in the midst of all the challenges of this virus and the government decisions they're having to make. All the arguments and tensions between cities and regions and the central government and everything else going on. Father, we just lift households, families, communities to you. Father, we lift our nation to you at this time. Father, first of all, we, we just thank you for your mercy on us as a nation. Father, we thank you that you don't treat us as a nation as we deserve. In so many ways, Father, we're not following you. As a nation in the midst of probably the biggest national crisis in in many people's lifetime, there's, there's not even any semblance of turning to you or as a nation saying we need God or where's this going? We need help and and all of that. We're still looking to ourselves. We're still looking to our own abilities. We're still arguing amongst ourselves who's right and wrong and who should be doing this, that and the other. And should we decide this or should we decide that? And Father, what will it take? What will it take for a nation to get on its knees and say, God, we need you in our lives. We need you. And Father, as the church, not just our own church, but I know the church, many churches all over the nation are praying for our nation. And Father, we as the church and as part of the church in this nation, Father, we we lift this nation. We lift England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales. Father, we lift our nation before you. Father, we need You. Father, we need You in our nation. Father, we thank You that You have already sent Your Holy Spirit. You have already released Your Holy Spirit. We thank You that You have already baptised Your church in this nation with Your Spirit and power. You've already given us everything we need because we are in Christ and Christ is in us. You've already given us everything we need, Your Word and the authority and the power of Your truth. You've already given us everything we need, Father, to to go with a message of hope and to go with words of life and to go with healing hands and to go in Your power, in Your name with love and with mercy and with grace and with compassion. Not to judge, criticize or condemn, not to say that we're right in any way and others are wrong. But Father, to go with your heart, to go with your hands, to go with your mouth and to go on your behalf as ambassadors on earth as you are in heaven. Father, the kingdom has already come in the sense that Jesus came. And He said, the kingdom of heaven is not over there or over here, but the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is within you. And Father, I thank you that we have your kingdom. We have whatever we need. Father, would you forgive us when we say, God, we need more of this, we need more of that. Father, forgive us when we use excuses or we use other things to say we're not ready yet or we don't have enough yet or, 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 or whatever, Father, we say to that gives us excuses. Father, forgive us when we don't believe or fully take a hold of or we have preferences or we put ourselves before others or whatever we're doing, Father, in our own church and as the church in our nation. Father, forgive us. we in any way, shape or form in the face of adversity, in the face of a national crisis, as it were, on one level in the natural. We're still looking maybe for ourselves to be comforted or encouraged or whatever. And Father, we have one another to encourage, strengthen, inspire, get alongside one another, to lift each other up. And Father, I just pray that in the context of that, being a family of believers, being the body of Christ, those who have the fullness of who you are in us, that as we strengthen, encourage, as we meet in twos and threes, as we just maybe text a friend in the church or someone we know and say, hey, do you want to get together this week? Do you want to pray together? Do you want to encourage one another? Father, we can do that. We can be together. We can encourage one another. Yes, to stand in the face of a storm. Yes, to stand in the face of challenge. Yes, to stand in the face of things not being what we used to be. being. Father, I thank You we can encourage one another, help each other to stand, help each other to be who You've called us to be. But Father, in this moment, in this time, in this season, in what we're going through, Father, we want our faith to be proved that it's genuine in our own lives but also that that communicates to others, those around us in our own homes and families and households, with those that we have contact with, maybe in our workplaces, our neighbours, in our community, whatever contact we have with people. The Father, in this moment, the overflowing life that You have put in us, Your overflowing life, the river of life, in terms of who You are, that would flow in us and through us. It would overflow from our lives, in our hearts and lives, in the way that we live and express everything. Father, I thank You as believers. We don't need to have our heads down and say, woe is me. Father, we can lift our heads up and say, look at who You are. Father, I choose to lift my eyes up to see who You are. I choose to praise You and acknowledge You in the moment. I choose to declare Your name over every other name and everything else that's been spoken that would try and bring me down, that would try and pull me down, that would try and make me feel weary. Father, I thank You that You are my life, You are my hope, You are my strength. You are the promise of everything that Your Word says You are in me. And I thank You, Father, that in this time, in this time, because I am rooted in You, because I am established in You as a believer, as a child of God, I thank You that Your Word says in Jeremiah chapter 17, blessed is the one, the man, the person who trusts in You, Lord. Father, I put my trust in You this morning. (laughs) In the face of challenge in the face of situations, whether stuff going on on the inside of me or the things going on around me. Father, you say blessed is the man who trusts. And and Father, we choose this morning as a church, as people to put our trust in You. Then Your Word says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence, whose certainty is in Him. Father, we thank You that You are the same yesterday, today and forever. You never change. And we thank You in the midst of constant change around us, You are the same. And we thank You that our confidence, our certainty, our stability, both mentally and our minds, our stability, Our stability in our emotions, our stability in our psyche and who we are, our certainty and confidence and stability is in Him. That's what Your Word says, Father. And so just in a fresh way this morning, we want to take a hold of you in a fresh way this morning. This is the reality of what we have as believers, that we can take hold of the living God right now, no matter what our feelings are, no matter what the circumstances are, because He's the same yesterday, today and forever. So I want to encourage you right now, wherever you are, whatever's going on in you, whatever questions you have, whatever uncertainty might be around, whatever stuff is going on inside you, in your heart, in your mind, in your emotions, in your life at this time, just maybe close your eyes for a moment and literally maybe just hold your hands out as it were, as if you were grabbing hold of the Father, as if you were grabbing hold of the Son, if you were Jesus that is, if you were, as, you, as if you were grabbing hold of the Holy Spirit, as you were taking hold of God and say, Father, in the midst of whatever's going on, the good the bad, the challenge, the uncertainty and the blessing, whatever's going on in your world, in your life, in your situation. Right now, Father, I'd make a decision in my heart to grab a hold of you afresh today. Maybe some of you feel miles away from God for whatever reason. And, it, it, and it's like, Clive, you're just being unreal this morning because you don't know my situation. Well, God knows your situation. And He, if you're a believer, He is in you. If you know Him, He is in you. He is not far away. The enemy would want you to think He's miles and miles away. He's right there, right now with you. So just take a moment, push past and maybe just hold, putting your arms out and uh, your hands out as if to say, I'm grabbing a hold of a fresh you this morning, Father. I'm grabbing a uh, hold of you, a fresh Jesus. I'm grabbing hold of you, Holy Spirit, this morning. What does it then say? Those who trust in the Lord, whose confidence and certainty are in Him, that it then says, He they that person will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out roots by the stream see you are planted if you know Jesus this morning you are planted already You are rooted already because that's what the Word of God says in Colossians 2, 6. It said, Just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live. That word live there means to walk in the fullness of Him, rooted and built up in Him. So this is saying, just as you have already received, you already have, so you are rooted. You are established. It then says strengthened or established in the faith that you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Why? Because we have an overflowing life. Thank you, Lord. That's why What Jeremiah says is so true because the word of God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Whether it's Jeremiah, whether it's Colossians, no matter what it is, the word is the same yesterday, today and forever. It says he is planted uh, uh, by the water that sends out roots by the stream. It then says this person does not fear when heat comes, when the challenges come when the onslaught comes, when the uncertainty comes, when challenge comes, when loss comes, in whatever way, whether it's losing someone, whether it's losing a job, whether it's losing something in some way that can affect our lives, that could potentially knock us off course and try and take us out in some way. It says, as we take hold of Him. And in this moment, I believe it's so important. If there is challenge in your life at this time, if you're struggling to get through something, if something is happening in your heart and life at this time that is like, man, this is difficult. This is challenging just while we're right here before him in his presence maybe just say father i give you the stress i give you the turmoil i give you a sense of loss i give you the struggle father the sense of i'm in the we're in the in the midst of change i don't know how to handle it i don't know how to deal with it i feel isolated feel lonely just first of all before you place any responsibility on anybody else for any situation you might be in, just say, Father, you are, you are here right now in me, with me, and I, I want to give you everything that's happening on the inside of my life right now, everything that's going on. Because your word says that I'm rooted in you. Your word says that I'm established in you. Your word says that I'm strengthened in you. And this morning, Father, I push through everything that wants to hold me down, take me out, pull me aside. Father, I just literally stretch out and take a hold of you afresh this morning. And as I do that, I thank you that you come as we've already sang, sung earlier. I thank you as I reach out to you. Your word says that as I draw near to you, you draw near to me. I thank you that you're not far off. You're right here, right now. And as I reach out, I thank you, you take hold of me in a fresh way. Father, I thank you that you minister to people in their homes. I thank you for dealing with turmoil and pressure and angst in the mind, frustration, fear in any way. Father, I thank you minister right now to people I thank you, angst, being lifted, being dealt with, turmoil, falling off, dropping away, any sense of loss. Father, I thank you, You minister comfort, strength, hope in the midst of those situations right now in people's hearts and lives. Father, your word says that as we trust in you and our confidence is in you, we are like trees planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. Does not fear when the heat comes, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Father, I thank you that you work in our hearts and lives. So in the midst of personal challenge or in the midst of a national situation like we're in now and how that can affect us in different ways, personally or as a church or as a nation. Father, your word says here that in the midst of these things, You say to us that the leaves of our lives, our lives or whatever, are always green. That even in a year of drought, Your Word says we never fail to bear fruit. Father, we thank You that Your Kingdom doesn't work according to natural things. We thank You that we have a supernatural kingdom because we have Your supernatural life in us. And we thank you in the face of national challenges or circumstances around us. The reality of your life, your supernatural kingdom is at work in us. And things can be going on in us that totally contradict what is going on around us in the world. Because your word says that we we are led by your spirit. We are governed by who you are and how you work and what your word says. And so, Father, I thank You You come with that, with such a spirit of encouragement this morning to lift our heads, to see who You are, to see who we are in relation to You. Father, I thank You that You minister to people this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you're the best minister of all. <laughs> Even if we were in a room together and we could pray for each other. You know that restrictions at the moment and Holy Spirit, you're the best minister of all. We thank it as you lay your hands on people, as you minister to people right now, <laughs> people receive from you in the way that people need in their lives. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank You, Lord, and Father, I thank You that You minister to us. You enable us to live in the fullness of who You are, in the health of who You are, in the strength of who You are, in mentally, physically, emotionally, in our lives, certainly in our spirit man, because in the midst of challenge around the nation and in our communities, wherever we are, whatever congregations we're in, the communities around us, You call us to thrive and you call us to be a blessing. You call us to meet needs in the middle of the situation. So Father, I thank You for a church on the move. I thank You for a church rising up. Father, I thank you for a church who can be positive in the face of negativity. Why? Because we live in a kingdom that is positive and not negative. A kingdom that can bring life and hope and healing and salvation in, in a time of challenge. So, Father, we praise your name. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So important at this time to protect and guard your relationship with God. Guard what you're listening to. Guard what you speak about with others. So, so important. I I, I use an analogy a few years ago now of a a national park in America where one of the um, Uh, the guys that looks after the place, um, was um, just one morning in his pickup truck, was driving sort of through the national park on the way to the the office, and he noticed one of the the biggest, historic, most well-known trees had fallen over. And uh, he stopped and he went and had a look at it, and he kind of thought, well, how come this was up yesterday, but it's, it's fallen in the night for some reason. And, and it, we, we, it looks healthy. We've been checking it. It seems to be all right and everything. And they then got a whole team of people kind of doing a, a whole research thing on it because they didn't know why it had fallen over. and And it didn't have any disease in it. Uh, It it didn't seem to, it looked all right on the outside and and they they were kind of a bit dumbfounded, you know. And then somebody said, why don't we check the root system in, in, in certain ways? And so they started to check some of the root system and what they realized was that the tree had been healthy. And the conclusion they came to is because it was such a famous tree, and they'd allowed so many people over the years just to walk around this tree. Basically, the roots had had been crushed and they were no longer bringing life into the tree. And so the tree had begun to die from the inside to the point where one, one night this tree just fell. And so what they then did with some of the other trees in this national park, they then put fences up around these trees to guard the, the ground around so that people couldn't just trample on the roots and ultimately the tree falling over. Because they say, we, we want we want these trees to last so that people can have a look. We want them to last for generations in that sense. And we want to protect the roots. And I believe it's so, so important during this season, during this time, that we protect the root system I- I of our lives, the root system in our relationship with with God. And, and, and how do you do that? How do you get... Health into the root system, into your heart, because your heart, your, your spirit, man, your heart is like the root system of your relationship with God. Everything flows from the heart, and, and the Bible talks about the water being the word, and and um, it's like you know the oxygen is like the Holy Spirit. It's like the the roots of a tree in the earth; they need water and they need oxygen. In the same way that we do, we need we need the word and we need the Holy Spirit working together, and we need to set up some ring fences, if you like, around our heart by. I don't mean we, put up the, we pull up the drawbridge to not let anybody in. That's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm talking about putting a guard around your heart and your life so that you're, you're, you're not influenced by the circumstances around, by the reports around or whatever might try and crush you, take you out or affect you in any way. And as we put those, what does that mean? It means we need to cultivate that relationship with God in this time. We need to make space and time to say, Father, this time with you is ring fence. I'm just going to be in your presence. Everything else is on hold. Everything else can just pause for the next half an hour, for the next hour, whatever it is. It could be early first thing in the morning. It might be in the middle of the day. It could be in the, whenever it's going to work for you, depending on your life situation, you know, getting up early, getting the kids out of the house, might not be the best time to try have a, a good old quiet time when the kids are trying to get their breakfast, brush their teeth, and get their uniforms on. It might be once they've all gone to school, you might have a bit of time here, or once they're in, but whatever it might look like for you in your situation, reinfence some time and literally just be with Him. Slow everything down, just be in His presence. Let him minister to you. Let him speak to you. It'd be really good when you sit down and do that. Say, Father, this is all the stuff I just want to give you. Just take a moment to do that. Like Pastor Collin has been teaching, the brilliant, the first minute. Just take it and say, Father, i give you this, give you that, give you the other, give you all of that. Why? Because I want to be totally concentrating on you. Why? Because I want to live and I want to draw on who you are in my life at this time. In Matthew 6, Jesus said, He begins to teach them about prayer. And He says to the, the guys in, in, I think it's verse six, He says, when you pray. And in the next few verses, three times He says, when you pray. Don't be like the, the guys who stand on the street corner just saying loads of things to look good. He, he's kind of challenging the religious people in that moment. But then He says, when you pray, He says, go into your room on your own, close the door and just be you and the Father. And then he says, when you pray, don't be like, don't be like the guys who just babble and say a lot and just because he says, you're not heard for your many words. So it's not how much we say to the Lord. So he says, when you pray, he doesn't say if you're going to pray, but when you pray. And so but it's so important when we pray. So take that time carve out that time, really important at this time, the moment that we're in because then Jesus went on to say this in verse 9, he says this is then how you should pray and he wasn't given a formula, say these words, he was helping us to understand the whole context of prayer and he starts off our Father in heaven because it's relationship then in the context of relationship, he said, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. So we're, we're abiding with the Holy One. We're spending time with the Holy One. You know, when you spend time with Him, everything begins to come into perspective. Pressure gets depressurized. Stress gets de-stressed. Sicknesses get healed. Things happen when we spend time in His presence. Hallowed be your name. But there was a, a wider meaning to what Jesus was saying at this moment. He then says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so in the context of relationship, Jesus is saying, when you pray, this is what you you need to have in mind. This is what it's about. It's about relationship with the Holy One, who is your Father. But then he says, pray then that your kingdom, God's kingdom, the Father's kingdom would come and His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, there's a lot in the Old Testament about God being hallowed in the sense of God is holy. And he wanted the the Israelites, he wanted the Jews to have a, a relationship with him as the holy one. But in this context here, when he's talking about our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And then he follows it straight away with your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That that word hallowed there refers to to, to two particular chapters in the Old Testament in terms of linking it to his kingdom coming on earth as it is in heaven. And it's Isaiah 29 and Ezekiel 36. And it's primarily the second half of Isaiah 29. And, and you could say all of 36, but certainly the second half of 36 as well, where Jesus is, is basically saying the reference to Him being hallowed to do with His kingdom coming and His will being done, okay, is, is speaks about the end times. It speaks about the salvation of the Jews in Israel. It speaks about a fulfilment of God's purposes for mankind on earth. So Jesus isn't just speaking into the moment where He's saying in your relationship, pray that for the Kingdom of God just to come and work today. No, he's saying he puts the context of relationship with the Father. He puts the context of relationship with the Holy One to say, and and he says, now pray this for God's Kingdom to come, for everything to be fulfilled, for the fullness of God to be fulfilled on earth, for the Messiah to come, for salvation to come, for both the Jews, for both Israel and for the Gentiles, for the nations. Because Jesus didn't just have an individual's relationship with the Father in mind when He came. He, talked, he came to save the individual from sin, from death, from hell, from the power of the enemy. But He came to save the individual into a kingdom so that we become the children of God. We become heirs of God. We become ambassadors for God on earth. And that's why He then follows it with this. Give us today our daily bread. What does Jesus mean there? Yes, He was meaning the practical needs of your life. Give us the things we need for so that we can live. But actually what He was talking about when He said, give us today our daily bread was, Father, we, we just pray that every day You give us everything we need to live out this fulfillment of Your kingdom coming and Your will being done on earth as it is in heaven. He's talking, he's going back to that phrase, tikkun olam, that we've mentioned the last few weeks about God's redemption, about God's restoration, about God's fullness being, being fulfilled on earth. And he's, and he's saying, hey guys, pray this, give us today our daily bread in relation to that in relation to living in a way that is part of seeing God's huge purposes fulfilled, but in the very, very practical every days of today being lived out. Then He says here, And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven debts. So these verses 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, what is Jesus doing when He describes this stuff about giving us our daily bread, forgive us our debts and lead us not into debt? What's He talking about? He's basically saying to them, hey guys, this is what you want to pray in relation to the Father, to enable you to live the life that I've called you to live, to see the kingdom of God come on earth and fulfill everything that the Father wants to. So He's called you to be in relationship with Him as the Holy One, set apart, called out in a new life, free from the past, forgiven for the past, rooted and established in a relationship of love, strengthened with a certainty, knowing this is who God is. He's the same today, today and forever. And if He's the same like that and He's in me right now, there's a stability that I can live in, and sure assurance that I can live in, a certainty that I can live in today because He doesn't change. And in the middle of change, He is my anchor. In the middle of change, He is my backbone. In the middle of change, He is the mast in my life that goes down into the hull of the boat, the, the, the very essence of the boat to keep the thing going in the direction with the the sails and the rigging and everything we talked about earlier in the year, being in the right way to take us in the right direction in our lives. So I want to encourage you we, just have your sails right out in your life at this time. Have the rigging tight because we're still pushing through. We're still pushing through, whether personally or together as a church. He says, "Lead us." He says, pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. He's put his spirit in us to live clean, to live holy. He's not saying, Father, don't lead us into temptation because God's never going to lead you into temptation. What he's basically saying is here, Father, thank you. You've given me everything I need to overcome temptation, to overcome negativity, to overcome the lies of the enemy. Thank you given everything we need to deliver us from anything the enemy will seek to try and take us out with. Then it says here, if you forgive others that when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. What's he saying? He's live right relationally with others as best you can. As long as you do your part towards others, you can't, determine their response to you. But in as far as you're concerned, live in right relationship with others. If you need to go to them say, please forgive me for whatever I've done on my part in it, do that, make the first move, be the one that steps through first. What are we talking about? We're talking about us being the church, being who God has called us. Last week, Pastor Kevin brought a brilliant word, a fantastic word, so practical in our lives about how each one of us can make a difference. How we can make a difference. And sometimes in the midst of the challenge and maybe sometimes because we haven't met together in person now for nearly seven months, it, it, we can easily say, well, when are we going to get back together? When can we we do that? And those of you at Roffy Place, I don't know how many of you are there, but I, I hope you have had a great time together this morning. And. And anybody who wants to connect in on a Sunday morning, you can do that. You can, uh, the, the, the booking in will be open after the meeting this morning, and you can book in. Does it, you can. Be, we, although we've said we, we want to prioritize people on their own or whatever then, but it's open to anybody to come and be there on a Sunday, to watch the event, to be together in that place. When I saw a picture of what it looked like, I thought, wow, it looks really nice. It looks like a huge lounge with sofas out and this, that and the other, some plants, and it, it looks like a great environment to be in. Anybody can book in just from any congregation, but I know we can't all be in person in the way that we're used to, and that brings change. That can bring an uncertainty. That can bring a little bit destabilising, and and even for some maybe I know for a lot of people out out about in the work, you know, with the, you know, the church isn't meeting, the church is shut, the church is closed, not just ours but many or whatever, and. The church is certainly not closed. The church is on the move. It's definitely on the move. I just want to share a couple of things. Recently, I became the moderator of Horsham Churches Together. It's like the chairman or, or each two years, one of the church leaders kind of um, is the, the sort of point person, I suppose, for Horsham Churches Together. For the, the there's 32 churches in Horsham and the villages around that are part of it, and, and it's to give a little bit of vision and direction, and it's just to help the, the leaders work together more and build relationships more and that kind of role. And and I just want to share some of the things that the church in this area is involved in and doing. This is this is people in churches that are leading these different community projects and outreaches or things that are affecting people's lives and this is all happening this is all happening without sunday mornings like happening in person in a building in that way this is happening because of believers during the week are out there some of these things we've we heard from rachel and sarah earlier about child contact center about how they're helping to reconnect children with the parent they're not living with and how that's affecting that child's life in such a positive way and 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 then what that can lead to in their lives and in terms of being a witness. There's some children's counselling in schools that's just literally about to start that is a partnership between an organisation called Feagans. It's a Christian organisation who work with children and children's homes and various things partnership with with over 20 schools in Horsham in the area and with Horsham churches together it's a partnership to to get counseling Christian counselors into schools in the the area and um, and there's going to be over 80 children that are going to have personal counseling going on to help them in their lives to help Bring healing to help bring in the situation, and then that how that then affects the household, the family that they're in. There's another thing going on, these are all th- opportunities potentially for people to be involved in. There's uh, foster care for unaccompanied asylum seeking children. There are many, many children coming into this nation without any parents. And, uh, and there's an opportunity to, to, to take some of these children into people's homes, to foster them, to take them on. Very, very practical. Kevin shared something last week from Matthew 25, basically saying, that, you know, whatever you do to the least of these, you do unto me. There's CAP, Christians Against Poverty. They deal with debt. There's job training within that, how to get a job. There's deals with addictions in different ways, training for life skills. This is again run by the church, run by Christians in the, in the community. There's a separate debt advice that deals very specifically with debt situations. There's the food bank, bringing food and other things that practically help people. There's Oasis Crisis Pregnancy Centre, people with unwanted or pregnancies that are um, crisis, They didn't know whatever, or un- you know, uh, surprises. You can put it that way. People don't know what to do or how to handle it. The church getting alongside people and practically helping them make right life choices in their situation. There's Keys Community Detox that's just beginning that deals with alcohol and drug addictions and other areas, bringing them into freedom. There's work with the homeless happening to get people off the streets and and to get people rehoused and retrained in different ways. There's street light that is reaching people in prostitution, in areas of trafficking. There's parent and toddler kind of things that are going on to connect into families and parents and carers. And we're just about to relaunch Little Builders in a few weeks' time uh, in, 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 a, in a much smaller way just because of all the restrictions. But we're going to be opening up to, to connect with families in a fresh way. There's marriage courses that are going on. There's parenting courses that are going on. There's a bereavement courses that various churches, and we're about to start a bereavement course ourselves as a church. There's transforming the workplace and discipleship stuff that's going to go on in the new year about how to be effective in the workplace. There's loads more going on. And I'm just giving you these as an example that the church is alive. The church is reaching out. The church is affecting people. Any of these things you can get involved in, you can be part of. In and of themselves, many of these things can be done by anybody, whether somebody knows God or whether somebody doesn't. So it's not the project or the outreach itself that is the answer to people. There's some very practical stuff in all of these things that can help and and affect lives. But it's why do we do this? Because we're filled with the life and the power of who God is. And like in Acts chapter 6, Stephen was one of the seven that was chosen to go and distribute food to people in the community that were missing out. And when he was doing that, it it also said that he did great signs and wonders. So he didn't just distribute food, but when he went, he said, does anybody have a need? And if they did, can I pray for you? And miracles were happening, needs were being met in different ways. and so as we reach out in different ways or there's different opportunities to be involved in, we go to, do, to meet somebody at their point of need and that's what Jesus so often did. He met somebody at their point of need. So many came to him at, in need, but because he met people's needs, people wanted to be where he was and then they got something more than just their need being met. They got sorted out, they got transformed, they got healed, they got set free. And that's all possible right now today in amongst all the restrictions. All these things are happening. So the church is not shut. The church is not closed. The church is alive, well and moving forward. And I'm sure there's many of these things happening in Burgess Hill. Many of these things happening in Crawley. Many of these things happening in Worthing, with churches working together in different ways. And we want to be the answer to people's needs. And any of these things, just get in touch with The Office this week. Hey, Clive said something on a Sunday and and, uh, I want to connect into that. I want to find out more about that. How can I do that? Just connect into The Office and we'll point you in the right direction to get involved in whatever you need to. So where do we start? We start with being rooted, established. And we finish with being overflowing rivers, overflowing life. Because when you're rooted in Him, You have what you need to deal with the challenges, to deal with the enemy wanting to take you out in some way, to deal with stuff that can, and we have what we need to rise up. Sometimes you need to sit with somebody and say, hey, can I can, can I just have a chat with you? I just need to pour my heart out, but could you just sit and listen to me for a bit? And then would you just pray with me? I want you to help me. You don't need to know all the words. You don't need to necessarily have all the words to say everything that you think I need to hear. But I just want to pour my heart. I just need to get this stuff out. But would you then pray with me, agree with me and walk with me to?" come through this on the other side. We need one another like that. I want to encourage you, meet with others. Meet for a coffee, chat, pray together, encourage each other, inspire one another to move forward at this time in terms of what God is doing. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing in us and amongst us. I just want to finish just before we pray. Recently, Ian Reynolds, his wife, Karen, passed away about 10 days ago. And I know many of you absolutely loved Karen. And I know there was an online Zoom thing celebrating her life the other day. I'm really sorry I couldn't be part of that. I was having to do a Horsham Church Together leadership thing that I was chairing. And, but I heard it was powerful, just so encouraging. And Ian was so, so blessed. And well, while we've been talking and texting and, and over the last 10 days and, and, and stuff, he, he, he wrote this in one of the texts. He said, the person God puts in front of us is the most important to him. So we don't need to look far to see what God wants us to do. I was like, wow. And that's how Ian's lived his life in terms of the way he served Karen and helped her and supported her and was there for her in, through all her life challenges in different ways. And he just put that so simply in a text. I was like, wow, that sums it up. Because sometimes we want a strategy, sometimes we want like this massive great idea or we look at everything we think, what difference can I make? But yet he summed it up. The person God puts in front of us is the most important to him. So we don't need to look far to see what he wants us to do. Wow. We don't have to try and change the world. And as he put it so brilliantly, it's just the one in front of us. So, Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit is in us. We thank you that we are rooted and established in you this morning. So, in the midst of the situation, Marine guys, if there's any change that's challenged you, uncertainty that's destabilised you, unsettled you in whatever way, we've kind of been giving that to the Lord already this morning. But just do that right now, Father. I I, ch- I, I struggle with change. I struggle with, you know, the way things are. But in the middle of it, I want you to prove more of who you are in my life. I thank you that you are my peace. You are my well-being in this moment. And Father, I just thank you that you have been meeting with us this morning as we've been in your presence. You've been speaking into our hearts and lives. Maybe a real practical response to the word this week is, is to... Have a, a small circle of two or three. You might be in a small group, brilliant. If you're not, I encourage you to be part of one or, or at least just connect with one or two others. Meet, pray together, encourage one another. Let's continue praying for our nation. This Wednesday night, we're gonna be meeting eight o'clock to pray, we want to pray for our nation. Man, we need to be praying. If, if we if we don't think we need to pray now in the midst of the situation, then I don't think we're ever going to pray. So just let's gather Wednesday. Let's be together. Let's agree together. Let's pray together for our nation, the towns where we are. Let's pray for a fresh move of God in our nation. I want to encourage you also, uh, if we have already for the WATCH event, if you want to meet and uh, be part of that, but also i just want to encourage you to connect in on sundays i know uh, quite a few people i don't know who but we know that lots of people watch the message in the week but don't necessarily connect in on a sunday morning and i really want to encourage you connect in on a sunday morning partly because we have a time of worship there's other things we communicate as to who we are as a church Uh, that are important to hear what's going on, what's happening and everything. Not just to listen to a message on a Sunday, but the context in which God is speaking, what that means for us as a church. So, So don't disconnect from who we are as a body at this time. Because if you start disconnecting, the enemy can take you out. The enemy can start running riot in your lives. I'm not talking about numbers on a, on a screen. I'm not interested in numbers on a screen in the sense of how many have we got this week and all of that. It's It's making sure that people are connecting in to who we are as a people, as a body, and what God is saying to us at this time and at this moment. So just plug in. And if, if you don't, if you aren't able to, for whatever reason, on a Sunday morning to connect in, then watch the whole service if you're going to watch it later. Do the whole thing, the worship and all the other bits going on, what's happening and all of that, because it just helps to connect with what's happening in the body, what God is doing and stories and testimonies and everything, updates and whatever are going on. There's one person we just want to say happy birthday to for this week. Pastor Jonathan Dyke is going to be 60 this Wednesday. You'd never believe it. Uh, But Pastor Jonathan, he's uh, he's actually at Roffey Place at the moment, it's part of the Watch event. So Pastor Jonathan, happy birthday for this Wednesday. Uh, Have a great day, he's going to be 60. Uh, Some of the chat's probably going nuts now with people saying happy birthday to him, or I didn't realise you were that young. Sorry, sorry, that old uh, and whatever. So happy birthday, Pastor Jonathan, have a great week celebrating this week as well on Wednesday. It's my wife's birthday on Thursday. She's gonna be 55, but don't tell her that I told you. Uh, Her birthday's on Thursday. I'm sure there are others. Happy birthday, if you're having a birthday this week. Be really, really, really blessed. And we are blessed because we know God and we have him in our lives. So let's live in that blessed life this week and let's be a blessing to people